0: Finding good people can be hard. Finding a good company can be even more difficult. When faced with the challenges of staffing or finding the right job, you need people who know people. That's where MetaTalent Group comes in. Not only does Derek Newton and his team help cannabis and psychedelic companies find the best talent available, they also help the best candidates find a new place to call home. And on top of all this, the guy throws a pretty mean happy hour. It takes good people to get good people. So when you really want to fit in, when you want to find the right culture, the right team, the right people for your operation, reach out to MetaTalent Group. People, planet, profit. MetaTalent Group. Learn more by visiting MetaTalentGroup.com. That's M-E-T-A-TalentGroup.com for more details. Derek Knudsen is what I call a glue guy. He's a connector, a natural at helping people meet other people, which makes him a perfect fit as a recruiter. Derek's an example of someone who, in my mind, has figured it out. He's managed to marry his skill set with something he loves to do, a feat that takes most people a lifetime to accomplish, if ever. Here's how that all happened. I think I know a little bit about your background here. So you were doing this on the corporate side for a little while, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So
1: downtown Denver, um, yeah, working for a Fortune 500 recruitment firm. And, you know, we were turning away potential clients, cannabis partners. Right. Um, And so that was kind of the light bulb moment uh, with a former business partner of mine. And, you know, we kicked things off at the start of 2018. Uh, so that was my first foray into the space. Yeah. Um, and then
0: uh, So you weren't involved like in a cannabis business in any way, shape, or form prior to that. You just saw the opportunity because the people you were working for were like, we don't want it. Yeah. And f- you were like, Well, why?
1: Yeah. Federally illegal, you know, they said it's not something we're gonna touch. And that seemed like that was opportunity. I had tried to become an entrepreneur through side hustles, uh-huh. you know, earlier in my twenties. Yeah. Um, but never went full force at it, right? And so uh that felt like the first time, you know, that I could jump in um, yeah. and make it happen. And, you know, a couple things just luckily worked out in kind of a two-, three-month period in terms of investment, getting things off the ground to start, and uh been trying to build it since then. Yeah. Yeah. And so... <clears throat> It's a pretty wild story, though. If we don't talk about it today at some no, point, I to No, no, no. I want to I wanna, I hear
0: it, man. I think I know <laughs> a little bit of it. So it sound, I, from what I heard, there's some connection with fantasy football. Yeah, that's and, right. And that's your right. brother,
1: right? That's right. That's exactly right. Let's right, see man. that, man. That's a good one. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, gave him a call. Was that You know, Q4 2017 said, hey, you know, I've got a friend and a colleague here, and this is what we're thinking about come from the family of new york cops i don't know how the family's gonna take it (laughs) but i kind of just want to take the first steps to see what it looks like so did so and there was just so much opportunity and to be able to marry that with something that you really enjoy like if you can find that in life right if you can find a job that you really love and enjoy i mean you won you won um and so i said hey we're looking for investment he said, yeah, maybe, but, you know, I can't do that much. You know, we're, we were like, ah, we're really looking for one person. Um, hits me up a month later and says, we're going to Charlotte, North Carolina. I just got entered into a fantasy football tournament. I had won this other tournament, which now allows me to go there. Right. And there's going to be 12 of us in Charlotte. And, uh, you know, first place takes 200,000. That's Yeah. And so... Uh, he's like, yeah, we got to book some flights and you know, me, you, and our two other brothers, the four of us are going to fly out there, spend the weekend. And so that's what we did. And, uh, he, he took the whole thing down (laughs) man. It was unbelievable. I mean, we showed up there. (laughs) You're only supposed to have one guest. We pull straws with my two other brothers. So they walk down. I lose. So I'm sitting in the hotel room with my brother. I'm like, dude, we're good at networking. Can we just go down and start talking to people? Great. So we go downstairs, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, yeah, where's the guy that runs this thing? And my brother like hits me in the arm. He's like, yo, he's right behind you. Don't embarrass me. Right. (laughs) So I turn around, he turns around. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, yeah, I'm David's brother. He's like, "Uh, oh, I thought that was, uh, there's four of us, you know, there's a bunch of us. There's actually six of us, but four boys, you know, we're all down here for the weekend. And um, he's like, dude, I got two extra tickets for the weekend. You guys should join. So the four of us just hung out with everybody. And then Yeah, he ended up winning the whole thing and ended the trip, said, hey, man, I got your investment. Let's do this. Wow. And that's how we get started.
0: The pandemic was tough for everybody. We all dealt with it in our own various ways as individuals and businesses. But like all major earth-altering events, it also opened up new avenues of thinking and new opportunities for those who were open to seeing it.
1: You know, I I wanted to open up to some new things, right? I mean, being purely cannabis at that point was a little bit daunting. Uh, And psychedelics was getting a lot of traction and investment. Yeah. And so that was, you know, part of the reason for the pivot and adding psychedelics to the fold. But I mean, in that year, 2020, I mean, I took searches in hospitality, you know, right? Um, Again, my family's there. And so just, you know, in that space. And so... I mean, I, I, I took, yeah, I mean, we definitely took some searches, you know. Yeah, end of 20, and you have to remember, it's the transition for me, right? So, start Budding Talent in 2018, sold that in June of 2020, and started Meta in August of 2020. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, So, okay. this is the second okay. venture, we ad- adding Psychedelics to the mix,
0: so budding town was just purely actually, cannabis.
1: Correct. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cannabis and hemp. Yeah. I mean, once the farm bill went, you know, that definitely helped too. And, and we worked with, I mean, Canopy Growth was one of our biggest clients in 2019 no building out, you know, their team here in Denver. Right. Um, I mean, shoot, probably 30 or 40% of our portfolio in 18 and 19 might've been from Canada. Damn. Right. I mean, they. you know, when we first got in the space, like, you know, they were, they were the leaders.
0: Yeah, they still had money. They had a lot of money. They had <laughs> yeah. a lot
1: of money. And money means hires, and yeah. hires means executive recruitment. Right. Things, right? So, um, but yeah, so 2020, so Metatown starts in August of 20. Okay, yeah. got it. So we're just passing our three-year mark now. Uh, cannabis and psychedelics focused, vertically agnostic. Um, team comes from a corporate recruitment background. A lot of our roles end up being Accounting, finance, sales, ops, marketing, HR, uh, and then leadership
0: roles in cultivation and extraction. Talk about the the psychedelic space. I'm super interested because I know, I think maybe it was 2020 maps went public. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big move. And I'm surprised it didn't get more mainstream. There wasn't more mainstream noise about that. That was a big Deal, yeah man. at least in my mind
1: yeah I mean it feels like maps and psychedelics are almost synonymous yeah you know mm-hmm. if, if if you're in the psychedelics world from any professional perspective you you know who maps is it's
0: just so everybody knows what the acronym MAPS stands
1: for what the multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies got it yeah um I mean, they've been around, right, what, late 70s, early 80s? Oh, I didn't Rick, know that long. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Rick Dalvin, yeah. Uh, 78, 81. Um, but it was man, funny. I mean, he was cool. one of the first people that I sent an email to. I can't tell you how many emails we all send that just don't get responded to. Yeah. The first email sent to Rick, and he responded to it immediately with, like, a long email. This is so great. I'd love to connect you with my team. Um, how yeah.
0: cool is that, man? And that guy, man, what foresight, 78. Yeah. When people were, like, really going to jail. Yeah. And he was like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm just going to do this. Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: Seeing him speak, uh, we were at Wonderland last year in Miami uh, for the Psychedelic Conference. I think that's happening maybe this week, sometime this month. Uh, Okay. But we were there last year, and... uh, yeah, just seeing him speak. I mean, it was it was really great, and seeing that community come together. Sometimes I don't even like calling it an industry. Yeah, you know, it's almost like I have to use a different word, like movement, or it's a movement, you know, for sure. because it's it's more, it's more than 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 an industry or business, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and cannabis is going to change right? medicine,
0: man, for mental health. It's medicine, absolutely.
1: It's medicine more
0: so than cannabis, I think. Yeah,
1: you absolutely, know? absolutely.
0: Well, because you know, yeah. Cannabis has just
1: got, for me, it's just such a strong rec side, right? Like, if you don't enjoy drinking, I mean, eating, whether it's, you know, five milligrams of an edible or, you know, a couple pulls of a joint, you know, there's just such, yeah, such a strong rec component where, like, you look at the medicinal side of psychedelics and the tree of psychedelics, I mean, ketamine, you know, MDMA, right, ibogaine. I mean, suicide. I mean, there's just so much to again.
0: unpack.
1: Would I ever? Have you? I have not. Me neither. I, I have wanted... not. Um, it's like
0: one of the, one in that group. I have not checked that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't either.
1: I mean, you probably, you know, you got to go down to Mexico. <laughs> right. You know, pretty much. Right. But that, for me,
0: the, coming, that, yeah. that that one's like a, a guided.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, DMT, yeah. Fully right? guided. It's yeah. from the aboga plant. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up in the Northeast, you know, Opiates were, you know, running rampant. Um, And that's the big thing with Hylogan. I mean, in 48 hours, you're going to start to lose those withdrawal symptoms, and no one can even explain the science behind it. It's crazy, man. I mean, that's, you know, that's
0: powerful. It's so powerful. I know, and this is where I think that the real medicinal uh, work is in psychedelics. Yeah. You know, for all folks with PTSD— all the people that have issues with dependence or right, or addiction mm-hmm. you know what I mean emotional issues uh depression and the list goes on and on I know sometimes you know I uh, you know I haven't taken a trip in a while but it's like hitting the reset button
1: yeah reset it
0: just cleans you up you know mentally and emotionally you go when you go down I don't you know I'm not a i am not I always joke with my Friends who microdose, I'm like, uh, I'm more like a macrodoser. Yeah, yeah I think you said that to me <laughs> once <Yeah>. or twice. <laughs> I like to go in, man. You know what I mean? I get like the full experience. Hey, you gotta you know, know because, yourself, know yourself, right? Because I don't feel like for me, the microdosing does the. It doesn't give me the full experience, you know, and the after effects aren't really as pronounced as when you really go in. Now, yes, you have to dedicate a day or so, right? Maybe twelve hours. But, um, you know, after that, man, it lasts a long time. And I would say in some cases, you know, for me, it, there's a line in the sand. There's a line of demarcation from pre and post psychedelic experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. Change me for the better. I mean, you said reset, rebirth, right?
1: I mean, like it does. It just, you know, I always think about, you know, a rake in a sand, right? When I think about it and, and you're just kind of raking over. And allowing it to smooth over and a fresh start, right? I mean, that's really and that's why it's so powerful with addiction, right? Because you're creating all of these pathways for however long you've been living on this earth. And uh psychedelics, you know, can have the power um, you know, to give you that 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 smooth start, right? Um it's awesome, man. I love yeah. that. More than that, right? There, you know, there's so much that we don't know. So the fact that, you know, the research and the development has been stifled for so long. Yeah. Like, why? And I certainly don't think it's for everyone. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's why I thought it might move a little bit quicker, right? Like, both sides of the aisle, whether you're talking about PSD and war vets and, like, helping out our vets. I, I mean, yeah you know, how big of an issue has that been in our country, right? Trying to support our vets. Um, and, and then, you know, obviously, you know, the the other liberal side of it, right. Of just kind of free living and the ability to use holistic medicine over pharmaceuticals, right. And, you know, things of that nature. So, you know, but I mean, listen, if we were talking about this, you know, 10 years ago, it would have been insane, right? Like we I wouldn't be having this conversation, definitely not on a podcast. No, no. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, it's super taboo, but I think conversations like these and just talking about them, I mean, when I go to these, right, because I'm going to these, you know, industry happy hours, sometimes cannabis, sometimes psychedelics, when I talk about recruiting for psychedelics, everyone gets excited. Yeah. Everyone gets excited. Like the cannabis that I got, yeah, And then I say psychedelic, whoa, hold on, what? You're recruiting for psychedelic companies? legally in the US.
0: So, let's let's switch gears and go back to cannabis a little for bit. Sure. So, right now, what's the what's the play? So, we're here in Colorado. I mean, you know, it's pretty tough for everybody right now, regardless of how what size your operation is. Um, you're probably suffering, probably not looking to hire people on, right? Right. So, where's your action right now? Where is it really happening for you?
1: I think for us uh you know I'm uh, yeah very grateful for just you know having a small and nimble team right I think that's given us a better ability um yeah to do business you know in in what right now I feel like is the lowest point that I've seen since 2018 for the space yeah But I think for us this year, and because we're small and nimble, you know, we're able to make these mini pivots, right? And so this year, it's been a lot of um, it's been a lot of ancillary businesses, um, and then the vape space. Yeah. So those have been, you know, really. I mean, operators, the groups that we've been working with, you know, for the last three years, we're still working with. And then you've got some newer markets coming in, right? Missouri. Missouri's definitely a hot market you right now. You said two things that actually <laughs> have gotten. That's where I've gotten the most action, personally. Yeah, yeah. Vape in Missouri. Yeah. I mean, my last six months, I'd have to, yeah, for us as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Ohio just went through. I mean, Maryland feels like, you know, that's been super slow. The Northeast oh, is Ohio. so frustrating. Ohio like, could
0: you, be a must market, yeah, man. Yeah, Huge. Dude, how many big cities you got? Cleveland, Cincinnati, Akron. Huge. Borders. Could be really big. Kentucky and, oh man. Yeah. State by state legalization has overall been a good thing. Daylighting cannabis sales and use, regulating and taxing and providing a safe product have all been positive outcomes from the legalization movement. But as long as prohibition exists anywhere in the U.S., the black market will as well. And right now, because of the patchwork of states with varying levels of legality, legit operators are at a disadvantage to those who remain in the underground. I mean, that's the tough part about this industry,
1: man, right? Like, And it goes back to all the history and everything that comes with it, right? Um, but sometimes it, they make it harder for you to do it the right, right way.
0: California and New York are the greatest examples. I mean... You know. you know, everybody, well, not everybody, but, you know, guys are trying to do the right thing. But it's not just the competition within the regulated market. It's, I mean, the estimates are still that the black market is double the size of the regulated market. Yeah. That's who you're battling. Right. You're battling the guy in the street who has a med card here with extended plant counts, goes in, buys super cheap ounces, breaks it down into eights, and, you know, walks up and down Colfax. yeah. Selling eights, right, right in front of a dispensary that has to pay taxes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I know, I know, man. It, 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 I don't know, you know. I here is I, 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 I got to get closer into the New York. You know, I got to start talking with some people. Should. What's going on here? You um, well, you, well, you should
0: because look, man, it's gonna it's gonna happen in some way. But I think what happens in the way that it happens and gets kind of cleaned up not only here and in California and New York, just everywhere is when the real price of marijuana shows up, Hmm. which I think is hundred dollar pounds or less. Hmm. That's the real sea change when nobody on the street can really make any money. Yeah. You know, and then it's a different beast. It's a different beast because you're not going to, have all these operators, it's going to get consolidated like everything else. Right. You know, and um, tobacco is salivating on the sidelines. (laughs) Yeah. Because they have all the infrastructure. They know how to do it. Absolutely. And they're going to get in and gobble everybody up and people will make money. There'll be some exits for some people (laughs) that are lucky enough. And then it'll be normalized. Right. And this will go away. Yeah. But profits for people as individual mom and pop operators will also go away. Did I just bring it down? I felt a little sad. I felt a little sad. It got real dark in here, man. But <laughs> <Fuck.
1: laughs> no, no. Listen, we got we to talk truths, right? I mean, yeah. We got to talk truths.
0: One of the things I love about Derek and his group is his outlook on the business. When I left my job after 13 years, I immediately formed a consulting business and started going to conferences all over the country. When I finally got the balls to tell my dad, He gave me probably the wisest piece of advice he's ever given me. He said, hey, from the time you were in kindergarten until you graduated college, you were taught how to be a good worker. Take some time out to learn how to live because when you finally retire, you're going to need to fill those eight hours a day and there's only so much Netflix you can watch. In this day and age, everyone wants to find an angel investor, grow big, and grow fast. But at what price? Is it worth sacrificing your health, your family, in your personal development? When is enough enough?
1: I just want to stay on the path that we're on. Again, yeah. I'm, I'm super grateful. You know, we have grown this year, and we're doubling this year, and you know, I, I want to keep things small. I always thought I wanted to go, you know, bring in money, scale, hire a big team, build a big platform. I kind of got away from that in the last, you know, 12 months or so. Yeah. I want to keep it small. I want to keep it... I like intimate that, Intimate, boutique. Maybe add one person a year who's just a heavy hitter, really knows the space well. Um, and, I, you know, I say to Alice, who's, you know, head of recruitment, and, yeah, it's a team of four, but it's really just, you know, Alice and myself at this point, point. Um, and we'd look, we're, you know, we're going to look to add, you know, that really strong third leg next year. Um, but we're building, you know, we're, we're working to build, you know, a lifestyle business right a I business like that. that we can own that fits our lifestyle of traveling and music and sports and cannabis and psychedelics and find a way to like build a company together with that in mind right and so like being fully remote is one of the f- easiest ways to be able to do that right i mean there's four of us in denver San Francisco, Portland, and New York, right? And so I think that's really, I just want to keep building towards that.
0: I love that, man. I just think that people are blinded by, I need more. Right. You know, I look around now at what I have, and I'm trying to maintain stuff, but I have more than I ever thought I would have had. I was just going to play music and be happy. That's what I was going to do. That was my plan. You know what so I mean? Sounds like a good plan. And then, yeah, well, I mean, you always get derailed. You know, that idealistic yeah. 20-year-old, yeah. you know, you you know at 30-something, you look back and you're like, that guy is silly. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple of years after that, you're like, that guy was smart. Right. right. He had the right idea. I got blinded. I got sidetracked yeah. by all the other noise. And people... You know, saying you need to do this, you need to do, you need to grow the business, you need to, you know, and then you, you know, keep it up with the Joneses, even though you consciously know that that's silly. Right. It just happens. Right. It just happens. You
1: know what I mean? Well, like anything too, you, you know, you let that go on, you let that happen and now you're in it. Right. And you don't even want to do anything different. Right. I mean, you know call that a business venture, call that a relationship, right? I mean, you got so many people just going through the motions. Yeah. But once you start that step, it's like, how do you turn back? You usually double down. That's right. you going to keep going. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I've seen, um, yeah. and
0: you know, I've seen so many guys do that. I was part of an operation that was doing that, you know, doubling down all the time. Like, when is it going to stop? Don't yeah. we have enough? Isn't right. it cool right now? Right, right. You know, everyone's convinced that you have to grow, but that is not, you know, I had an epiphany that if business doesn't follow a natural system, it can't work. It just can't work. There's nothing in this world that continues to grow nonstop. Nothing. Right. There's always a limit. And then it, leech- it reaches part. an equilibrium, right? You have a forest, right? You clear cut the forest and then you've seen it in the Northeast, right? Then you have you know your your primary forest grows up, and then you have your secondary, and then you get to what they call the climax forest—oak mm. trees, you know, and whatever species you have in there, and all the creatures that involved with that. And then that's it; it stays like that until it gets burnt down or something catastrophic happens. Right. It could be like that for the rest of time. Right? What is our climax mm. for us. the industry, or for just us as a species? When do we stop? And that's a really good insight. It's yeah, really but good. you know what, man? I think that you have that already, that you have that knowledge, man, and that insight in the way that you're approaching your business. And that is rare. Hmm. Well, I appreciate that.
1: And it wasn't I how I thought you. it was going to start. I, I guess I had a bit of, you know, of that epiphany as well, right? Like I, I thought grow fast, hmm. hire big. So we're talking. It's like, man, you know, and, and, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. Cannabis and psychedelic, they're different, right? It's not CPG. It's not no. big pharma, right? It's different. And so maybe that was part of it too, right? Um, Just being in the space and the people and, and, and yeah, you know, you just meet some super genuine people, you know? Yes, yes. um, And I think that helps me stay grounded right you know um so it's a great space to be in yeah it's challenging yes super challenging um yeah i mean you got to fight and work every day but i still get up every day and it's fun for me yeah and i want to talk to a new company that i have been scouting out and i want to see what's going on and what their hiring plan looks like and how i can help support them and um I, I get up every day really enjoying the work that I do. And I think that also really helps. You know, I think that's how it we started this does. conversation. Yeah. If you love what you do yeah, and you can marry a professional background with something you're super passionate about. I mean, you've won. Yeah. You've won. So
0: cool, man. Well, look, Derek, um, thank you for coming here, man, and dropping some signs. I've had a lot of people, growers, producers, uh, People on the edible side, people on the concentrate side, consumers, people, lawyers, and I've yet to have the perspective of someone from the HR, from the recruiting side. You know, really dealing with people, man. And I like MetaTalent's three P yeah. mentality, man. Yeah, Profit Planet people. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? I love that, and I think that you know, um, you know, hearing you talk uh, uh, about what you do and the philosophy that really comes through without even having to say that. Appreciate that. It's really kind. Thank you. Thanks, bud. All right, Derek. Appreciate it.
1: All right. When are we doing this again?
0: Uh, I don't know. (laughs) All right. Just later. That was Derek Knudsen of Meta Talent Group. Derek is doing exactly what he should be doing. He's the guy for that job. You know, when you find that person, you're like, man you should have been playing basketball you're seven foot tall and he's working at home depot remember that larry bird commercial derek is not that guy he figured it out he well he was playing basketball but now he's connecting people and he's doing a great job man you know who else is doing a good job see you green we're kicking ass and taking names over here you know every sunday now we're dropping a new episode. This thing is running like a well-oiled machine at this point. And um, you could check that machine out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Amazon. Man, there's just so many options nowadays. I don't even know. Well, I do know. I just told you a bunch. But anyway, check that out. You could also check us out on the sea of green one on instagram you can check out the newsletter also called sea of green and uh soon to come you know maybe some other stuff man maybe we'll do a youtube channel maybe we'll start throwing in some video here we have a lineup of guests coming up that uh some really some fun people on the list so stay tuned y'all and uh have a great week take care